0: Hey guys, welcome back to Locked On Red Sox on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Gabrielle, founder of Girl at the Game, and today's episode I am so excited for because I have an awesome guest for you. It is not a major league baseball player, current or former. It is not even anyone remotely in the baseball industry My guest today is my grandmother, Florence, who listens to every episode of this podcast and my Girl at the Game podcast. She has been my number one fan for my entire life. We are incredibly close, and we have spent a lot of time in my life talking about baseball and the Red Sox specifically. She's lived in Boston for almost 50 years, but she was a born and raised New Yorker, and her brothers were and are Yankee fans. Her older brother is an 102-year-old Yankees fan. And when I lived in LA, I had an hour long commute each way to work every single day. And I would call her on my way home from work when I was sitting in awful LA traffic and we would talk about baseball all the time this was in 2017 and 2018 and part of 2019 and we would just talk about everything that had happened in the game the night before who was doing well who was frustrating how they compared to players from past seasons she would ask me about David Ortiz and it was a really special way for us to be connected when I was living far away and so the other day we were sitting in her house just kind of hanging out chatting she was asking me about the current situation with baseball and And we were just having this great conversation. And I said, you know what? Hold on. And I ran and got my microphone. And she has never been on a podcast before. She was not exactly excited to be on this one. But she was a trooper. And we ended up having a lot of fun. And I'm so happy about it. Because it really means a lot that my family is so supportive. And listens to my shows. Encourages me. They give me feedback. My mom even plays my podcasts for our 10-month-old puppy Darcy so that Darcy can hear the sound of my voice because I'm not home very much. So even my puppy is listening to the podcast. So yeah, it just means a lot and I'm just really excited for you guys to hear my conversation with my grandmother who I call Baba. You
1: have a very mischievous smile on your face. (laughs) Are you ready? You can't edit it out,
0: right? No, I can Yeah. Look, it's right here. You can see us talking, and if I paused it, I could delete any of this that I wanted.
1: Let me see you delete some stuff.
0: Okay. I'll introduce you. Oh, God, no! Yeah, all right, we're doing it. Honey, I may just back out right in the middle. Fine, that's fine. All right, guys, so today I have a very special guest on the show, we are doing fan interactions on the Locked On Podcast Network, and I chose a very special fan. She is someone I talk to a lot about baseball, whether she likes it or not. My grandmother, Florence, is on the podcast today, and she is not happy about it. That's right. Yeah, you You seem miserable. Yes. I think you're secretly enjoying the attention. No? no? Okay. Well, anyway... We were talking earlier, and the reason I wanted to record is because we were having a great conversation about the Red Sox and MLB and all the problems that are going on, and you were asking me all kinds of great questions, and we were talking about how bad everything's getting in baseball, and I thought it would be fun to t- keep talking about it, but we record it, and then I get to use it for my show. Do you remember the first time we went to, the only time we went to Fenway Park together? I do. I do. It was what, like 2005?
1: I don't remember the date, but I remember the night.
0: And it was the coldest it game.
1: It was so cold and damp and everything else. You wore two
0: coats. Yeah, but it was lots of fun. Yeah, we had great seats yeah. behind home plate. Yeah. It snowed a little didn't bit. did
1: snow as we were leaving. As we
0: snowed. were leaving, yeah. it started to <laughs> yeah. snow, and we didn't last the whole game. Yeah. I think we lasted like three innings, and then you were... No, I think we lasted more. I don't know. We were we pretty... grabbed
1: a cab as soon as we could.
0: <laughs> you were like, I'm never doing that again. You've missed a lot of cold games. I go to lots of cold games without you.
1: I'm sure you do.
0: Were you a Yankees fan when you grew up in New York? Uh, if the National
1: League was out of it, I was a Yankees fan because that's where my brothers were.
0: Were you a Dodgers fan? Never. Or a Giants fan?
1: Giants fan.
0: You were a Giants hated fan hated
1: the Dodgers. Why? Because my brothers did.
0: Oh. Okay. Was Grant- You were either
1: a Giants fan or a Dodgers fan.
0: Well, not both. Well obviously not both, but I mean I And
1: the Dodgers hated the Giants
0: fans and the
1: Giant Giants fans
0: hated the Dodgers fans. What was Grandpa wasn't wasn't Grandpa a Dodgers fan? Who knows? We never discussed baseball. You never discussed baseball in like the 30 plus years you were married. Oh. (laughs) But he's from Brooklyn. He had the strongest Uh, Brooklyn accent.
1: He was a Dodgers fan. Wow. But he was never that into baseball.
0: No? No. It's very disappointing. Yeah, but Uncle Dennis, that's a difference. Well, of course. Uncle Dennis is like the. I took him to the Dodgers series last summer and he had the best time. And And he
1: he remembers his dad taking him to Webbets Field.
0: Do you remember when I did the book report about Jackie Robinson, I, where we made the little paper people cutouts and we I, had to draw on them? I absolutely do. And then I wanted to go to Ebbets Field, and you all had to tell me that there wasn't, there an wasn't Ebbets the Field. <laughs> it was a very upsetting day for me. Yeah,
1: I think there was a housing project after. That. It
0: is, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it still is, but it, it they was. They have
1: done luxury housing there now. Who knows? They
0: had a sign. Like Field. a plaque, yeah. or like it carved into the stone or something that said former site of Ebbets Field. And I was so, I felt like it was so insulting that that's what yeah. they turned Ebbets yeah. Field into. It's not like they made it into something special, they just demolished yeah. it.
1: Yeah, it was really terrible.
0: But it was terrible when they just picked up and left. Yeah, and now California has three teams, five teams. Five? The Padres in San Diego, yeah. the Angels in Anaheim, well, the Dodgers, the, the Oakland A's. And the San Francisco Giants. So both of Oakland those New days, York so. teams made a West Coast Manifest Destiny style exit. Which,
1: which are National League teams? The Giants Dodgers. and the Dodgers yeah. are both National
0: and League the other still. Three? The A's and the Angels are American League. The Padres are also National League. The Padres are an expansion team, they're not old. Oh, okay. The A's are one of the oldest teams in baseball. The A's have been around because they were in Philadelphia and then they were in Kansas City. They've been around almost as long as the the Red Sox and the Braves and the Phillies and all those kind of original okay. teams. Do you know why uh, the Giants? Do you Left. know what? No. Do you know why there was no 1904 World Series? No. Because the New York Giants were a National League team, and the National League was older than the American League. So the National League teams felt superior to the American leagues because they felt like the American leagues were this young, kind of generic store brand version of like the real thing. So in 1904, the Red Sox won the pennant, and the Giants won the pennant. And the Giants refused to play the Red Sox oh in the World Series. They just straight up said, we're not doing it because we don't feel like you're worthy. And so there was no World Series in 1904. So the Red Sox could have had 10 championships right now instead of nine. But oh. the, the Giants, like, wussed out, and they wouldn't even play. They didn't even show up. They forfeited. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah okay. Do you remember Ralph Branca?
1: Yeah, that's a familiar name. The shot, he heard, the Dodger, shot right? heard The Shot
0: heard The Shot Heard Round the World. He's the guy that gave up the hit at the polo grounds.
1: When they played together?
0: So it was when the Giants and the Dodgers, Ralph Branca pitched for the Dodgers, and he gave up the hit, known as the Shot Heard Round the World, to Bobby Thompson.
1: Oh, of, the well, of course, that's when they won the World Series. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I do remember that.
0: Spending all this time inside and at home, I have been eating way more than I usually do. For example, this afternoon for lunch, I had a sandwich and then I had dessert. And then I microwaved some pizza bites immediately after. I have no self-control, but that's not what this is about. It's about the fact that Postmates is a way for you to get your favorite foods from your favorite local businesses without leaving the house. And now, not only can you get food delivered without leaving the house, you can even get it delivered without opening your door. Postmates has created non-contact delivery, so now when I order from my favorite local restaurants, everything gets left right outside the door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. I've said it already, but I'm going to say it again. You need to support your local neighborhood spots right now. I order local because it's a great way to support my community, and you should do the same. And if you're not somebody who likes to eat at restaurants, Postmates doesn't just deliver things like burgers and sushi. They actually make life easier by picking up everything I need from places like Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code Locked On. That's code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. If I offered to take you to a Red Sox game right now, would you go? Absolutely. Well, I mean, not right now. If there is yeah, no global pandemic... And I got you really comfy seats. Would yeah. you go to a Red Sox game? Uh, yes, I would. Do you remember who you hated in 2018, who you said that you couldn't watch when he came into pitch because he gave you too much anxiety? A lot of people give me anxiety. Yeah, well, I mean, most of the he bullpen. Give hint. But, um, Do I like him other than being? No. Oh. Drew. Remember, you said every time Drew Pomerantz came into pitch, oh, you yes. turned off the TV. Yes. Uh, yes,
1: he made me into a nervous wreck.
0: He was supposed to be the big deal. He was. And uh, then well he and you know what in 20 he in 2017 he was really good and then in 2018 he like he was injured and then he came back and he was terrible. He was good with the Red Sox in 2017. He was like the only good pitcher in the rotation in no 2017 and then the next year he was like he came back and he was just an automatic disaster the whole season. They wouldn't even put him on the postseason roster yeah. until Stephen Wright got injured, and then they they had to. Yeah,
1: you drove me crazy.
0: Well, I mean, a lot of them drove you crazy, but he <laughs> I think, but he was the one he was the one you talked about the most because you kept saying, "I'm turning the TV off. I can't watch this."
1: But you didn't let me, obviously. Well,
0: I wasn't there. I was in LA, oh, okay. so you would call me yeah. and you'd be like, "I turned right. it off." I'd yeah. be like, "Did you watch the game last night?" And yeah, you'd be like, I "Said no, no, because you said he came in to pitch and I turned it off." <laughs> Who's your favorite Red Sox player of all time? Of all time? Yeah. Oh, gee whiz.
1: That's very hard. You mean during my years here that I was, when I became sort of a fan?
0: Well, you weren't a Red Sox fan when you lived no, in New York. No No more, I liked a lot.
1: You like? No, Why would you like No More? I don't know. He just appealed to me. He was so good out there.
0: Isn't it sad he never got a World Series, right? Yeah. It really is. He was so good. And I then, was
1: so angry when they traded him. I also like Freddie Lynn.
0: I love Freddie Lynn. Yeah. You know, he goes to a lot of Red Sox games. Uh, does he? Yeah. They have this thing during the games when there's a, the legend at the game. Yeah. They put a montage of, like, clips of them playing, and then they pan the camera to them sitting in the box, and oh, they stand yeah. up and wave, and every, him, yeah. Dwight Evans. Yeah. They all come to game Carlton course, Fisk. How could I not have mentioned Big Puppy? Well, you know he's my favorite. Oh, I love
1: him. Yeah.
0: Which World Series was your favorite? The
1: first one. Yeah. I mean, that they actually won.
0: That's my favorite, too.
1: The Crazies, right? It's The Idiots. (laughs) The Crazies.
0: (laughs) They were crazy. It's a legitimate nickname, but no, they called them the Idiots, which I think is both better and worse, because I'd rather be called crazy than be called an idiot, because it's like then you're just dumb. But they were lovable idiots. They weren't, like, bad idiots. You know, there's some guys in baseball uh, But they
1: became, very soon after that, they didn't become so lovable.
0: Well, a lot of those guys weren't the same guys. Yeah. Well, you know? But like some the, of them the were. The chicken and beer guys, a lot of, uh, there was some overlap, but a lot of the chicken and I mean, and Damon beer... left. Damon left, like, the next year. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Or a year after. What was the name of the pitcher? Josh Beckett?
1: No, Beckett was great.
0: No, I mean in terms of the chicken and no, beer. No,
1: Yeah, the chicken and beer one. Was it?
0: Chicken and beer was 2011. And? Well, it was like John Lester and John Lackey drinking beer and eating fried chicken. And jo- and Josh Beckett. Josh Beckett was one of those guys. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, I'm thinking of Pebble.
0: And that's when they fired Tito. Yeah. And now Tito's with the Indians, and the Red Sox and haven't... And
1: so beautifully.
0: And the Red Sox haven't had a steady manager since. I mean, since Grady Little, they've had Tito, Bobby Valentine, John Farrell, and Alex Cora. They've had four yeah. managers yeah. in the last 17 years. And the last three managers, none of them lasted more than four seasons.
1: Yeah.
0: And two of them only lasted less than two seasons. Bobby Valentine only lasted one year, and Cora only lasted two.
1: So there's a chance he might come back, right?
0: Would you want him to come back?
1: I don't know what his involvement was in all the uh, cheating.
0: He admitted it on ESPN last week. He did? He spoke to an ESPN reporter about something baseball-related, like for, I think, a charity event. And he said, you know, I did something wrong. I admit it. I own it. He also said that all the other guys on the Astros... Also participated, and that collectively they were all guilty. He said, "We're all responsible." So, you know, he admitted it. The thing is that none of the other guy. I mean, Carl, no old, one's heard from Carlos Beltran since yeah, like yeah. January, yeah. and um, not, I mean, none of the players are have given sincere apologies players or happens, owned anything.
1: No. I don't know how I feel about that. What do you feel about it?
0: Well, I, I mean, I.
1: I mean, I don't think he should be punished for life. If he sincerely regrets what he did.
0: I don't think so either. But I also don't think that he should come back to the Red Sox and, and, you know, have it just be like.
1: As if nothing happened. As if, you
0: know, because the thing is, he's going to be labeled a cheater for a long time. And so.
1: Even if he doesn't do anything.
0: Even if he doesn't do anything. It's like, well, once a cheater, always a cheater. You're never going to really trust. Yeah. That, that what they're doing is by the book. So the only way to kind of move on and become a fair team again that people respect is by having other people run the team. Yeah. And especially because Cora did it twice. He did it in Houston, and then he did something in Boston. I or, thought that that was never... Well, I mean, they, cl- they didn't punish him for anything, but he was the manager, and he was benefiting from the information. I mean, they won a franchise record 108 games. They never even won 100 games when David Ortiz was on the team. It was the first time they'd won 100 or more games since, like, 1946 when they played the Cardinals in the World Series with Johnny Pesky.
1: So you don't trust it.
0: I wanted Cora to be the manager that was going to be here for the next 20 years. You know, he was supposed to be, like, Tommy Lasorda in Los Angeles or, like, Bruce Bochy in in San Francisco. Like, you have all these managers that have been with their team for, like, ever. And he was supposed to be that guy. He was supposed to be the guy that was different from Valentine and Farrell. He was young. He was innovative. He connected with his players. Everything about him was the opposite of John Farrell. Like, he spoke Spanish. John Farrell never learned Spanish, so he couldn't even talk to, like, players. Everybody loved him. He didn't give a crap. Like, he got on the microphone before the World Series parade in 2018 and said, we scored 16 runs at Yankee Stadium. Suck it. You know, everybody loved him here, and it sucks because, like, you're mad because he was supposed to be the guy. And then it's, you know, instead, not only is he not the guy, he's not the guy because he did a really crappy thing. You know, and it doesn't matter that the Major League Baseball investigation of the Red Sox supposedly didn't turn up any kind of smoking gun the way it did with the Astros. Because they had two cheating scandals in the same offseason for baseball— Everybody says, you know, these are the only two teams that cheat. Even though everybody knows that tons of other teams, like the Yankees, oh,
1: they say it about the Patriots.
0: Yeah, well, Patriots. I think
1: think they tend to say it about winning teams. They do, but they also—I mean—they have proof. Like the Patriots did cheat. Yeah, they did.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So I mean, too bad. Too too bad. If you could see one player from Red Sox history playing a game again, who would it be?
1: I can't think.
0: Okay, who's your least favorite Red Sox player?
1: There were too many. There were too many. (laughs) There were some pitchers that I really disliked.
0: Like Drew Pomerantz, for example. Yeah,
1: but in addition to him in in recent years, when I used to say, oh, I cannot.
0: Oh, you mean like David Price. You didn't like David Price very much.
1: No, the one who had this crazy windup.
0: Oh, you hated Craig Kimbrell. I
1: could not stand to see him.
0: We have to be fair, though. In 2017, he was the best closer in baseball. I know,
1: but when I was watching, but in 2018 he, he was no good.
0: Well, in 2018, he was so bad. Yeah. And I kept saying to you, the only reason people don't realize how bad the Red Sox bullpen is is because the Red Sox starting rotation is so good that we almost never need a bullpen. Like Chris Sale, David Price, Porcello, all those guys, they would pitch like eight innings every single game. They'd strike out a billion people, and because the Red Sox offense was so good, you know, the Red Sox would be up like fifteen to two. So it didn't matter if Craig Kimbrell came in and gave up three home runs because yeah. eventually he would get the ninth inning to end. Yeah. Oh, but it and was then nerve wracking. Do you remember in the the ALCS when they were playing in Houston? And he loaded the bases. That's when I, my... For Alex Bregman. But then Ben Tendi in the outfield, he leapt and he made the catch and he saved the whole game. I and know. if he doesn't do that, we lose the game. I know, but that's when my great dislike of him started, I think. No, you already didn't like him. You just. <laughs> then you, it became a burning passion. <gasps> oh my God. He's on the Cubs now. He is? He plays for Theo Epstein.
1: He does?
0: Yeah, and you know who his manager is? Former Red Sox catcher David Ross from the 2013 World Series, the guy who caught for Koji in the last game of the World Series. The guy with the beard. I mean, they all had beards, but. Life is strange. I mean, baseball is like one big Happy incestuous family. Yes, family. yes, yes,
1: With people changing all the time.
0: Kimbrel didn't even play until the middle of last season. I thought he- that he was out. Well, he he was really stubborn because he wanted a really lucrative deal and no team wanted to give it to him and he wouldn't budge. Finally, the Cubs went and gave him, like, I think $60 million over three years or four years, I don't know, thing. And well, I was did like, did he think he was that good? It, that's what was so weird was because he wasn't good in 2018 and they didn't win the World Series because of him. They in won spite. in spite of, yeah. right. And he's going around, like, with his agent asking for all this money. And I kept saying... Does he not think that other teams watch the postseason? Yeah. Like, do you think that they can't see your stats? His his walks well, per I'm nine assuming, innings.
1: I'm assuming you didn't get what he wanted.
0: Well, he he basically got the same average annual value. You know, he still basically was getting what he like per year what he wanted. It was just fewer years and less money. But he was still getting a ton. I mean, he's still getting. I think he was getting like twenty million dollars a year or something. They didn't re-sign Porcello. They traded Price. Where is Porcello? The Mets. He signed a one-year deal with the Mets. Oh, maybe he'll
1: do wonders for them.
0: You know, he's really good every other, other yeah, year. Yeah. You remember we talked about yeah. this? In 2016, he won the Cy Young. 2017, he led the league in losses. <laughs> 2018, he yeah. was on a World Series team, and he yeah. was really good. Yeah. 2019, he had the worst ERA of any starting pitcher not in the American League, in all of baseball. Oh, my God. And so I said, you know, he just came off a terrible year. This year will be a good year. 2020, he'll be really good. And because he came off a terrible year and he's, like, a little bit on the older side for a pitcher. And How old because, is he? I think he's, like, 33, maybe. Really? I mean, yeah. Well, maybe he's, like, 30. How old is Sale? Sale just turned 30. I thought he was younger than Sales. I don't know No, why. Porcello has been pitching since he was like 20. He's one of those rare guys who like... lasts. Well, not only that. Like, for one thing, he's always healthy. Knock on wood. He's, he's always healthy. It's crazy. And so I said, you know, if, you're, if, if Sale is, hasn't been healthy, like basically for half the season, and Price is always a question mark, you know, the good thing about Porcello is even if he's terrible... He always goes out there and pitches for like six or seven innings. And so at the very least, you have a human body out there healthy enough to throw a baseball who can eat the innings because you don't have enough of a bullpen. Porcello, his problem is he gives up too many home runs, but he can be really good. He's good every other year. And even if he's not good, at least he's healthy. And because he had such a bad year... And he liked playing here. He would have probably, they probably could have gotten him for like $8 million on a one year deal with an option for the next year. And if not, like you're the Red Sox and you only spent $8 million. It's not really that big of a deal, but bare minimum, you have a guy who's always healthy, who can go out there and pitch every five days. They needed that, and they just let him go. Then they traded David Price, and I was like, okay, so we just have no pitchers now. Yeah. Our current starting rotation is two people. It's incredible. One of them is Eduardo Rodriguez, who you like. Who do. Really good. Yeah, yeah. He was the best pitcher on the team last yeah. year. One of the best in baseball. Yeah. Plus, he has the highest run support average of any pitcher in baseball. He gets the most runs of support from the offense. That's good. Like, Sale would go out. And they did not They never, it. Never. 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 For years. Like, and that's why, you remember last summer, last spring, when he was, he wasn't great at the beginning, but then he was really good for like a month or two, then he got hurt. Yeah. Even when he was really good. Do you remember when he struck out 17 batters in one game? I do. And they lost? Yeah. And the game was in extra innings. Yeah. He didn't Do you even remember walk... him walking off what he looked he, like? He didn't even walk a single batter. Yeah. He struck out seven. This is career high, yeah. 17 batters. He'd never struck out more than 14 or 15. Yeah, and they didn't play for him. He wanted to go back out there and pitch the ninth inning. He wanted to try and get 20 strikeouts. No one had gotten 20 strikeouts since 2016. And Cora wouldn't let him. And they lost the game. And he was still blaming himself. And I'm like, are you kidding me? These guys, what? I don't know what it is. Like, you think that because you have a good pitcher, you don't have to score runs? Yeah. That's not how baseball works. Yeah. And it's the same thing Pedro said in 2004 in the ALCS, because the game two of the ALCS, Pedro was amazing, but they didn't score any runs. And he said, all I can do is go out there and pitch. I can't do anything if they don't score runs. That's true. And it's true, because all a pitcher can do is keep the opposing team off the board, but they can't actively put... Points on the board. I mean, unless you're in the National League and then you're a pitcher who gets to hit. And there right. are some pitchers, right. Right. like Zach Greinke, he hits home runs. He's a pitcher and he hits home wasn't runs sometimes. A, wasn't there a Red Sox pitcher who, who hit a, a home run? You're thinking of Rick Porcello, because in 2018... He did? He didn't hit a home run. You're thinking of when they played the Nationals on July 4th week?
1: Yeah.
0: And he came up, and the guys on ESPN, it was a national broadcast for some reason, and he came up to bat and it, the announcers were making fun of him because they said Rick Porcello hasn't had an extra base hit in, like, 10 years, and he rips a three-run double. Like, oh, a base is clearing okay. double, and he's right. standing on second base, and he's wearing the batting helmet, and they won 3 to nothing. So not only did he pitch an incredible yeah. game, like a scoreless outing, yeah. he also drove in the only runs that they scored that whole game. And then a couple months later, when they were playing Uncle Isaac's team, the Phillies, yes. Yeah. He had another RBI hit. Oh, so he liked to. He liked and he, to everyone was crazy. it was like the best hitter in baseball, Rick Porcello. Yeah. Oh. But, but Chris Sale, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what it is. He had one of, if not the lowest, run support averages in baseball. Chris Sale. And Eduardo as Rodriguez as had he's the highest. Eating himself up alive. He's very thin. He's very tall, very thin. Always looks either stressed out or angry. He's really
1: so stressed out, it's terrible.
0: There's one game last summer against the White Sox in Chicago. Eduardo Rodriguez pitched. And the Red Sox scored nine runs in one inning. Whoa. And I said, they just scored more runs for Eddie in one inning than they've scored for Sale in In the last three games put together. And people would be like, Chris Sale sucks because, you know, his win-loss record, he kept getting losses. And I was like, yeah, but you realize, like, he's actually doing really well. He's striking out 10, 12, 14 batters. It's just that the Red Sox offense isn't doing anything for him and and like you're blaming him for that, that's not yeah. his fault, like yeah, he gave up too many home runs last year, but so did most pitchers because the ball was juiced. they were using different baseballs, but I mean, for the most part, like he's the the ultimate competitor. he has the fire, yeah. you see it in his face yeah. like, well yeah, if, if he doesn't
1: the, if he doesn't deliver it well,
0: he wasn't healthy, yeah you know what an immaculate inning is, right? yes, nine yeah, strike, yeah. nine strikes, yeah. perfect inning. He was the first pitcher since Lefty Grove in 1928, before you were born, years before you were born, to throw two of them in the same season. They're the only two guys who have done it. And he did it in the same month. Lefty Grove did it in, like, May and September or something. Sale did it, like, three weeks apart. You want to stop? You done? Well, I had fun. I'm done. You're done? Yeah. Thanks for being my guest. You're welcome. You're taking me off, right? I Yes, I am taking you off. Okay. I'm going to stop recording now. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with my grandmother as much as I did. I also want to give a shout out to Locked on Astros and Sully over at Locked on MLB because I recorded with both of them yesterday. So you can check out those interviews by listening to Locked on MLB and Locked on Astros. It's so nice to be in this community of passionate baseball fans and podcasters. We all have so much fun every time we do crossovers. It's just really special, and I feel very lucky to be a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And speaking of other shows, when this episode is over, tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. We still don't have any real baseball, so fantasy baseball is all you're going to get, and they do a great job over there. I also want to hit you guys with a little bit of history because I didn't do it at the beginning of the episode and today is a very special day in Red Sox franchise history. On this day in 1943, Red Sox player manager Joe Cronin hit a three run pinch hit homer in both games of a doubleheader, becoming the first MLB player to hit pinch hit home runs in both games of a doubleheader. And a few years later, in 1960, Ted Williams became the fourth player in MLB history to hit 500 career home runs. I miss watching home runs. I really do. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at GFSTARR1. You can follow Red Sox at LO underscore Red Sox. And don't forget to check out girlatthegame.com and the Girl at the Game podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget to wear a mask if you go anywhere outside of your house. And as always... Go Red Sox.